0: Welcome to Two Minute Warning, a countdown of the most important news in sports business. This podcast is a weekly recap of my favorite stories and headlines from the Two Minute Warning newsletter. It's brought to you by me, Brad Wallstriker, podcast producer Zevran, and editor Annie Wallstriker. We hope you enjoy and don't forget to subscribe. Let's talk about one of the most chaotic sports stories in a long time. Earlier this week, 12 of the best European soccer teams, including Manchester United and Real Madrid, sparked outrage after announcing plans to form a new league called the Super League. The Super League was supposed to replace the Champions League, which is an annual tournament that crowns Europe's best club team. It's important to realize that teams have to qualify for the Champions League. For English soccer teams to qualify, they have to come in the top four in the standings. In the Super League, the teams would play during the week, meaning that the games wouldn't interfere with their regular domestic games on the weekends. So if Manchester United joined the Super League, they'd still play in England's Premier League. There's been so much outrage and chaos over this proposed league because it breaks European soccer's number one rule, no relegation. Relegation means that if your team comes in the bottom of the standings at the end of the season, the team gets demoted to the next best tier. Again, using Manchester United as an example, if they come in last place in the Premier League, then the next season, they will be in English soccer's second tier playing against worse teams and making less money. The relegation concept might sound unfamiliar because it doesn't exist in American sports. No matter how badly the Jets or Mets perform each year, they'll never be demoted to a second tier league. To tie this all up, in the Super League, the teams are permanent and can't be relegated. No matter how badly Manchester United performs in the Super League, they'll automatically have a spot the following season. After the Super League was announced, every European soccer fan rioted, claiming that the formation of the league would be detrimental to the game of soccer. One reason I've heard is that these Super League teams might push for no relegation in their domestic league. Another reason is that the Super League would make these teams significantly richer, which ultimately hurts teams that can't afford to pay such high salaries. The financial incentives of participating in the Champions League are massive the winning team can make as much as 82 million euros. So instead of having to qualify for the Champions League every year, the teams joining the Super League would have guaranteed themselves huge sums of money because their performance wouldn't matter on a year-to-year basis. To entice teams to join the league, JP Morgan was hired to underwrite the financing, promising at least $425 to any team that signed up. But this all came crashing down after the fan riots. At least five of the Super League teams announced they wouldn't participate, which effectively ended any chance of the league's formation. Very rarely do we see fans have so much influence over a financial decision, but that's exactly what happened here. The demise of the Super League will forever be remembered as one of the most memorable sports PR catastrophes. Now let's get into the second story. The PGA Tour announced a new brilliant marketing initiative called the Player Impact Program. The program will award a total of $40 million to the 10 golfers who best drive fan and sponsor engagement and the golfer judged to be the most valuable will receive $8 million. So how will value be calculated? There are six metrics that will be used, including a player's brand appeal, their popularity in Google searches, and their rank in the FedEx Cup standings. The program is in part designed to combat the lure of the Premier Golf League, a South Arabian-funded initiative that has promised players big paydays upon joining. But it also seems like the PGA Tour is trying to fill the void left by losing Tiger Woods, Golf has long been able to rely on the Tiger effect to keep the game popular, but after his latest car crash that left him seriously injured, it's doubtful that he'll ever return to the game. The big question that will make or break this program is if $8 million is enough to actually incentivize players to make themselves more marketable. For the top golfers, the answer is probably not. And in other sports, where the best players make much more money annually, the incentive would be worse no matter how much is being offered. For example... Mike will earn $426 million over the next 12 years. He's a player who historically hasn't cared about his marketability, so any money incentive likely wouldn't entice him to make his brand bigger. But maybe this program will inspire some of the lesser-known golfers to make themselves and the sport more marketable. And if those golfers ever become really good, then the program could work and make an impact sooner than later. Now let's get into the 10-second runoff. One. NFT horses might be more valuable than real horses soon. Reader Sam Rubenstein sent me an article about one NFT horse recently selling for $125,000. Two, Kobe Bryant's estate has decided not to renew its partnership with Nike. There are rumors that his estate plans on launching their own brand. That's something to watch out for. Three, Activision CEO Robert Kodak will donate $4 million to the University of Michigan to establish a video game minor at the school. 4. Heads or tails, an Iowa State tight end decided to return to the school over entering the NFL draft after flipping a coin. 5. I didn't know you could register for the NFL's number one draft pick. Presumptive first pick Trevor Lawrence pledged $20,000 to Jacksonville Charities after thanking Jags fans for their wedding gifts and charity donations. 6. Last Saturday night, Jake Paul knocked out former UFC fighter Ben Askren in the first round, but there are claims that the fight was rigged after Askren was seen celebrating with his family. 7. The NFL announced that Caesars Entertainment, DraftKings, and FanDuel will become the league's first official sports betting partners. 8. Last week, Arizona became the 27th state to legalize sports betting, and FanDuel will even build a sportsbook in the Phoenix Suns Arena. 9. Instead of using an agent in his recent contract negotiations with legendary soccer team Manchester City, star player Kevin De Bruyne hired a data analytics company to provide him with future performance projections. That data must have been pretty valuable, as he finalized a four-year extension worth 83 million. If you've seen the commercial starring Damian Lillard, you've heard that Hulu has live sports. That is even more true now, as the NFL announced a deal with the streaming platform to carry Red Zone and the NFL Network. That is what I call an all-out blitz. Hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next week. Yeah, sad times, bad vibes damn lies and day eyes. Break ties with bad lies. Uh cause the same one's saying that they messin' with me.